welcome back to Project 99. It is September 25th, 2021. I cannot believe it at all. I feel like 2021 just started. I know. I don't even know what happened. To, well, I do know what happened in 2020. I was like blackout drunk for all of 2020. <laughs> I don't remember much of it. So now it's the end of 2021. I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like after yeah. I turned uh, 22, I still feel like I'm 22 because it just feels like only days have passed. That happens until you get to like 45. I'm terrified. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, I mean, if you stop and think about it, like normally the news right there, there, even when the pandemic was going on, there's like cycles where the news is like really into something and then it fades off and then they're really into something else. And it's just like, I mean, I guess it depends on what news media source you listen to, but we were listening to mostly CNN whenever the election stuff was going on. And um, because Fox doesn't carry Democrats on there. (laughs) It's like, so I listen to it once in a while, but anyhow, now it's just, they, sh- it's just coronavirus news, like nonstop, constant coronavirus updates. And I'm just like, okay, I get it, but can we talk about other shit? Now Literally they are starting else. to, with the Gabby Petito starting to like let stuff go, like and talk about other stuff, but they snap back to the coronavirus. I mean, I guess it just gives them something to talk about. It makes yeah. you, it makes you long for hurricane seasons and shark attacks. Right. <laughs> Weird enough, too. I don't know why you said hurricanes and it reminded me of it. I'm so devastated because I've always kind of wanted to go to New Jersey and everyone makes fun of me for saying that. But I wanted to Jersey. go. I wanted to go to those um, the Wildwood Pier because they had the ride like the Hell Hole and like Dante's Dungeon or whatever. And they were so cool looking. And I wanted to see. I think there's an episode of the X-Files where they even go there and it's like the pier's all cool. But none of that shit is there now. It's all gone. And I didn't know that. I thought all that shit was still there. Because, like, you see pictures of it on the internet. And, and I, it got I don't wiped out by the hurricane. Yeah, a hurricane wiped it out, I guess. Wow. And uh, they just, like, built new shit. Yeah. My was like, my what? brother was in uh, South Carolina when Hurricane Hugo struck. And um, that was in 90, um, it, I think. And <clears throat> he went there on his honeymoon and flew back um, to West Virginia, I guess, right before it hit. He got, the, like, the last plane out of South Carolina. And... Um, 1989 okay 89 and he had the key for the hotel in his pocket and it went in the ocean he's like well like i guess they won't need his key back That's it was fucked. like back that they had the old-fashioned keys not like an actual like swipe card that was it was actual key for a door Bam. with a tag on it from the from the hotel that he stayed in and he said well it's it's in the ocean now so that's awful yeah oh yeah. shit sorry it was my phone well, anyway, today we have a ton of topics to talk about, um, kind of jumping around. We're just going to do some news updates on some things we have covered. Yeah, because the drive-by media never goes back, and that's Rush Limbaugh's phrase, and that's the only thing, true thing I think ever came <laughs> out of his mouth, but the drive-by media, you know, gets you sucked into a story, and then you never get an update. So we're going to give some updates. Okay, so first off... Um, Elijah McClain, who we covered, was the story of the, I I feel like the most memorable thing about him that I remember from the story was that, first of all, he was this innocent kid, but that he played violins at animal shelters, Mm -hmm. like the sweetest child alive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was 19. He wasn't uh, 23. He was 23. Mm -hmm. Young guy. I say child because they like the way that they described him when I read Mm -hmm. about him with it, he was just like so innocent and childlike, like the kid did not have a bad bone in his body. And he was like shy, had like social anxiety issues. Right. So he was like, you just, you couldn't, you couldn't have described a, as maybe a bad thing to say, but a better victim, Mm -hmm. like 
I never understood that with the George Floyd thing, you know, maybe because it was on video and it shocked so many people to see it mm-hmm. is why that one stuck so much. But, you know, people brought up, not that it's relevant at all, the person who killed George Floyd belongs in prison forever. Um, but, you know, the, to then make him a martyr out of him when there were victims of his own. Mm-hmm. And I kind of never understood that mm-hmm. because I'm like, while I understand the movement, you know, what about Breonna Taylor? Completely innocent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely innocent. Mm-hmm. Elijah McClain completely innocent never mm-hmm. hurt a soul you know I, I just never understood why when picking someone to be the face of the, the movement album, right why mm-hmm. they didn't pick someone who was less problematic but maybe that's why they mm-hmm. did it because they thought it shouldn't matter well i don't think that people really pick who's going to be it i think the media picks who's going to be well it. that could be it too but and, and i don't think it's an accident that that the people that um you know cnn or msnbc choose to be the quote person they're going to give all the media coverage to is a conflicted person because the media both uh you know cnn and fox do these narratives that cause america to become more increasingly divided and want us to hate on each other right so if you have a simple narrative that everyone can agree is horrible and unjust it doesn't divide america and that's the purpose of the media is to divide america that doesn't change what happened to george floyd was murder but what I'm saying is the reason the media picks him is because then all this stuff comes out of like, oh, he's a victim. And then you got Fox to come out and say, oh, he was a criminal. And it starts the controversy. There was no controversy with Elijah McClain. He was just an innocent kid who was who was murdered. <laughs> Which technically, I mean, the police are responsible for it, but they uh, the par- paramedics injected him with mm-hmm. ketamine, which mm-hmm. still to this day, I have absolutely no idea why anyone thought that that was Right. He, he wasn't running. He wasn't resisting. Mm-hmm. You can't see it because their body cameras are conveniently obstructed, but you can hear the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to hear more about that case, you can go back and listen to the episodes mm-hmm. that we did on uh, several of these police murders. But an update on it is that at the beginning of September, I read an article saying that a grand jury indicted the police officers and the paramedics and the mm-hmm. death of Elijah McClain. Now, this is two years later. Um, he was killed in 2019. But, you know, better late than never, I guess. Mm-hmm. So... If we have any more updates on that, I'll be sure to uh, update you guys. But I just thought, I, I was really shocked. I thought, you know, two years later, I post about it every year, like on the anniversary of it. I post, you know, share it or whatever. And I'm like, still to this day, like no justice. And I remember when I shared it this year, that like a few days after I saw the article or whatever. And um, I was shocked. Gladly, but shocked. So the other one too, uh, which Mick has more info on, so I'll let her take it, is about the Ahmed Aubrey case. Mm-hmm. So as some of you might remember, Ahmed Aubrey was the um, young black man who was jogging and was <clears throat> pursued and um, by three white men in a pickup truck. Um, they struck him with the truck, and, and uh, then, uh, you know, they ran him down, basically, um, and had a physical confrontation with him. And uh, one of the men had a gun, and Ahmed ended up being uh, killed. And they claimed that the reason they went after him was because there was a house in their neighborhood that was under construction. And allegedly, one of them saw Ahmed leaving that house and thought he stole something. So um, they proceeded to be vigilantes and chase him down. And in the struggle that ensued, he ended up being killed. So one of the um, persons that chased him down had previously worked for the police department. And um, 
the prosecuting attorney had given the police or the district attorney had given <clears throat> instructions that the that they not be arrested. So um, her name was Jackie Johnson, and now she has been indicted on charges of violating her oath as a public officer and obstructing a police officer because she told them not to arrest um, the men who killed Ahmed Aubrey. And the reason is, like I said, because one of them was a had formerly worked with the police department. I never good heard old them, boy system. Yeah, I never heard them say he was an officer, but he must have done some kind of work with them. Uh, Gregory McMichael was his name. And his son, Travis McMichael, and then the third man was uh, William Bryan, who was their neighbor. Um, and, of course, they were all charged with murder eventually when the story got out, the media got on it. Uh, more and more people said, this is this is wrong. The prosecutor's trying to sweep this under the rug, which she clearly was. Um, and then I think they had, like, two other prosecutors recuse themselves because they're like, well, you know, we know all these people. And it really showed a clear conflict in the... Um, the process when police are involved in, in any kind of incident, whether the police officer acted justly or unjustly. The point is the police work with closely with the prosecutor all the time, trying to catch bad guys, right? And, um, you know, you can't have that same prosecutor then turn around and be expected to objectively look at that officer and, you know, be fair as to whether what they did was wrong or not. It does turn into the good old boy system. So it's good to see that even though it took this long, that she's been, you know, indicted for her part in the cover-up. I am honestly shocked. I am too. I, I'm, I'm extremely shocked that it went, not only that they were all eventually arrested and that it didn't just get swept under the rug, but that she was charged then. That that's just mm-hmm. blows my mind. I mean, it's it's absolutely a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me it, it makes me wonder how many other situations that are similar to this that didn't get the justice, you know what I mean? That, that had no, just completely got swept under the rug, but... At least in this one, it didn't. Yeah. Um, the indictment says uh, <clears throat> that Johnson on the day of the shooting prevented the two Glynn County police officers from exer- exercising their duties, but, quote, by directing that Travis McMichael should not be placed under arrest contrary to the laws of the state, the good order, peace, and dignity thereof, the indictment said. So, I mean. Clear as day. Broke the law. Yep. She broke the law. So. So the other thing, uh, moving on from that, we have an update about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Mm-hmm. Um, and in an article Mick sent me, I'll just read you the headline because we're going to dive a little bit into that. Judge denies admission of evidence allegedly connecting Kyle Rittenhouse to Proud Boys. Okay. Right. So I guess the, if I'm understanding right, the evidence that they wanted to submit to the court were photos that were taken of him after the mm-hmm. incident happened of him in a bar with his mother and he posed for pictures with these other men who they say are uh, members of the Proud Boys, mm-hmm. pretty high up members. And they're making that symbol with their hand that's like the, um, I'm glad that I know now that this is a symbol for Proud Boys. Because to me, when people make this symbol, it just means okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like a your your thumb and your mm-hmm. index finger touching your three fingers are up. I always just thought that meant like, okay, like no problem. Now I understand that like people do that as a. I think it's supposed to look like a W, like white power. I think that's what. I have no idea. Supposed to be do rated. they do it front facing or backwards? No, front front. I've seen people do it front facing, but it's like to make it look like a W. It means like, but it's covert because most people think okay. Oh yeah, okay. That's exactly that's why what they're I doing thought. it that way, as opposed to like putting your pinky and your thumb together. There's like three, like yeah. an actual sign language W. Like they, you know, do it the other way, so it's covert. 
But at the same time, like people who are in the know, it's like wink, wink. Yeah. We're white power. People. Well, they wanted to submit those pictures as evidence uh, mm-hmm. to link him to the Proud Boys. Um, and the judge wouldn't allow it. So at first when I read this, I told Mick, I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily, I guess, disagree with this because the judge goes on to say that he doesn't want to let this be into evidence because if he gets a conviction, it'll easily be overturned by him mm-hmm. allowing this in here because it happened after the incident that it doesn't go to prove, it doesn't prove anything. I mean, it doesn't, just a picture with these people, he might not have known who they were, mm-hmm. like any of that, which is, which is, I mean, any, any good attorney is going to argue that, right? you know, that like is, he doesn't know who these people are. Like it's prejudicial. It's like, um, if you're a person who hates the Proud Boys and justly so, and you see Kyle Rittenhouse in a photo with them smiling and whatever, it makes you associate him with them and their crimes, whether he even knew who they were or not. So right. I agree with that. And also, it's an after-the-fact thing. And some people might say, well, the fact that he went to a bar, which was a violation, that okay, I'm fine with that if they, they revoke something because he, he committed a violation of his, of his uh, parole. parole. But um, the fact that, you know, he's hanging out there with these people, even if he knew who they were, it might show that he has a lack of remorse, but let's not forget that the purpose of a trial is to determine whether he committed first, second, whatever degree murder, and that the, the facts and circumstances of the incident that happened when those two men died have nothing to do with the after effect of him having a picture with two shit bags. I mean, that is prejudicial in my mind. It doesn't have anything to do with why he did what he did on the night that he did it. That's what you're there right. in the courtroom exactly. to ask. It's and like not, not to defend that because obviously he's a piece of shit and I hope he goes to prison, but you don't want to take the chance of the case getting overturned. Right, like Bill Cosby got right. thrown out because they reached too far in trying to get people who weren't even um, bringing charges against him to come in and say, yep, he's bad, yep, he's bad, yep, he's bad, one after another after another saying he abused me, he abused me. And it's like, but all of that could just be their stories and cumulation to prejudice the actual one case where someone's actually trying to get him convicted of what he did to her. So I see this a lot in the criminal justice system where because we have so much trial by social media and trial by the regular media that people want to bring those same rules into actual courtroom. It doesn't work that way. So, I mean, I'm upset because I think I have my own personal opinion that he's a shitbag and that he did commit these crimes because he's a vigilante mindset but you can't I think he's a yeah he is a vigilante mindset but I think also important to say <clears throat> um the kid is fucking brainwashed and I don't yeah. know if it's by his parents or is by his surrounding or by the media or a combination of all three mm-hmm. um but I think that's an important thing to note because it's, it's we got to we have to identify why people are ending up like this so it can stop happening right you know what I mean mm-hmm. I mean we all know that people aren't born racist I don't think people are born to be like Kyle Rittenhouse either. Like something has clearly fucking gone wrong in the kid's life <clears throat> to make them think, you know, not just when somebody does something violent and heinous, malicious, whatever, out of nowhere, we always search for answers of like, well, why did they do it? And it's like, there's a clear pattern of logic to follow here of why he did it. Mm-hmm. So we just don't question it anymore. Like, no, the question should now move to why the fuck did he think he was right in this? Mm-hmm. You know, where what went wrong in his life that someone wasn't like, listen, you can't, act like that you know you're not you're not batman first of all and secondly like mm -hmm. where was the distinction and maybe should be important in teaching all kids just because something looks a certain way Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can just automatically assume and we have a whole problem an entire problem with that in our country i always think of the time my brother said that he always carries a gun and he thought 
he thought he was going to have to use it one time because he walked up on a gas station where a guy was across the counter at the cashier screaming at him. And he thought, oh, my God, this place is being robbed. But instead of just running in and pulling out his gun, he stood outside and watched and waited to see what happened and then noticed that the thing that the guy had in his hand wasn't a gun mm-hmm. and that the guy was just being a dick and arguing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like while it may look one way, you can't right. just run in guns ablaze and assuming right. you know what's going on. Exactly. You know, or you told me about a situation where you um, did like a, an active shooter scenario mm-hmm. and, you know, you run in as a police officer with a gun and you shoot the first person you see holding a gun and then later you find out, well, that was that was a teacher who actually wrestled the gun off of the shooter. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't just take I mean, your and, first and, opinion. And they create those scenarios with the intention of making you um, fall into that assumption. So in that particular scenario, the, the teacher had the kid down on a table pointing the gun at him saying, how do you feel? How do you, f-? I mean, it, when you, when you, any person, I think when you first see that, you're going to be like, he's going to shoot this kid and I only have seconds to stop it. But um, that's what the video is meant to do is to make you realize that sometimes your immediate response is wrong. And it, it's very eye-opening. Yeah, for sure. I think that the... I don't know, maybe maybe there needs to be some blockbuster hit or something. I don't know how you get society as a whole to uh, have a realization like that. But well, the we've worst lost thing, it for the sure. The worst thing that you can do is, is uh, social media. Because social media requires people to come to immediate snap judgments based on no verified information and just start running their mouth. Right. Like we're all, as a society, falling into this bad habit of... You know, and I, I hate to call uh, what happens on social media, quote, uh, what did they call it? It's like uh, social justice warriors or whatever. Right. Because it doesn't have anything to do with justice. No. It just has to do with people like attacking one another and not slowing down like what courts are designed to do. I mean, look at what happened with the whole Trump phenomena. They started all these baseless things on social media like, oh, look at these ballots that are thrown in on the trash that pictures you couldn't even see what was written on things and literally people because they wanted to believe it didn't even say to themselves yeah but how do you know there's are ballots like Absolutely you can't even not. see what's written on someone it. actually who voted for trump showed me a picture from facebook of a mail a mail truck mm-hmm. someone taking boxes out of a mail truck and they were like this proves it election fraud blah blah and i was like first of all where was this photo taken what year was this photo taken right um where you know who took this photo right. like i you see a picture the day after election day and you just assume this picture was taken right now yesterday right. why because some random profile that you didn't even click on right. says that that happened it was probably some bot that's you know what i mean and, and a lot of times when you see these fucking wild ass like viral shared stories, if you look at the profiles they were created like three weeks ago they mm-hmm. have no photos on right. them you know what i mean it's fucking insane like come on i, I saw a video on facebook a couple weeks ago I don't know if I talked about it on the show or not because I was laughing about it. I, I've talked to several people about it because it was so shocking to me. This doctor, quote unquote doctor, right, gets on there and he's like, I have a doctorate, you know, I'm from Oxford and I'm here to tell you why the coronavirus vaccine is harmful and bullshit, basically. And he goes on and I'm like, hold the fuck up. Like, this is like the first case I've seen of a doctor, an actual doctor, like talking shit on this, right? Mm-hmm. So I look the guy up. He has a doctorate in math. Mm-hmm. not from oxford he's from oxford ohio his degree is from an online college um 
I mean, not but against video, someone, but you're right. The He's video misleading. is shared. Right. You know, hundreds of thousands. It's got like right. 400,000 right. shares on it. And I'm like, right. not a single person looked this up. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go repeat this information. So I walked out into my office and, uh, you know, I work with a lot of attorneys. And I was like, so, uh, doctor, <laughs> you, I mean, you have a Juris doctorate. So right. what's, what, tell me about the coronavirus vaccine. Like, it's so fucking nonsense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, social, social media, media, social media inspires the idea that were all armchair jurors. But before a jury goes into uh, deliberate on someone's life, thankfully, we have judges that sit down and say, listen, um, you're not to account for this or that. You are to look at the evidence strictly and make decisions based on this or that. Clearly defines what it what evidence, you know what I mean? Things get thrown out and made decisions are made. And sometimes I do think things are thrown out that the jury should see. But the reason we have all that process is because you have to be able to verify the basic facts that you are using to formulate your judgment. And social media has zero, nothing. They're mostly two-dimensional photos that like Duke was saying, you have no idea where they came from, when they were taken. Like I've testified in court before about a video that I'm in the video And they wanted a surveillance officer to come and also testify that that video was an accurate representation that they took, that there were no alterations to it, blah, 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 blah. Nothing was cut out. Nothing was added. And I'm like, I'm in the video. They're like, yeah, but you don't know whether the surveillance officer may have altered something that you couldn't see from your perspective. Like, that's how much even video evidence is scrutinized in a courtroom and you get on Facebook and it's like, Oh, here's a picture of a trash can with some stuff in it. I bet it's election fraud. And by the way, there's an update to, and I don't mean to mock anybody because people on the left no, will they, fall for this shit they, too. Anybody who falls for that shit with zero speculation, like, dude, at you, least you deserve ask to be mocked. Question. Yeah. I mean, I know, but I'm just saying like, we're picking that example. And I don't mean to say that people on the left aren't just as easily duped. Oh, yeah, they are, for sure. Because they are subjective to their desire to believe their narrative, right? But, um, yeah, it, it, the election audit that was going has been going on since how long? Six months now in Arizona. The fraud, it, they call it, with cyber ninjas. Finally issued their report. You ready for this? Groundbreaking update. Trump lost. Woo, yeah, we knew that. By even more votes than the original count. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Cyber Ninjas. (laughs) Now, I think the most interesting thing about this whole election fraud narrative is if you go back in time and history of this thing and, and start watching it, how they changed their story. First, it was, um, You know, Trump saying that illegal immigrants were going to vote and, um, you know, all of these things were going to happen, which which everybody's been throughout the year saying that either side is going to count dead people's votes. And, you know, I mean, that shit's been going on forever. But um, then they changed the focus to because they realized, look, eventually when we get all these ballots in, we're going to find out that millions of illegal immigrants didn't vote. Right. We're going to find out that uh, the bunches of dead people didn't vote. There's a way to get to the bottom of that. We're going to find out that there weren't stolen, stolen ballots, that there weren't. So basically they started to realize that all of the BS they were making up about the election fraud was going to come out 
and not in their favor. So that's when they switched over to this whole computer thing that the dominion, that the voting machines were the reason that it was something that was happening inside the machine. So even if you went in there and you voted and you took a picture of who you voted for, it was something inside the machine that was flipping the votes. And like, it just got, I think they took that route because that's something that people couldn't um, really prove or disprove. Then they hired this company that was an unknown company that doesn't really have zero experience in auditing elections that went out there and did, and just did, I mean, it was a circus. It, I mean, let's be honest. It was unprofessional. It was a zoo. It was a partisan zoo. And they still couldn't prove that. And now the only thing that's come as a result of it is you have Sidney Powell and um, Rudy Giuliani and all these people, Mo Brooks, being sued by Dominion. Anybody who said good. That, yes. They're being sanctioned by the courts. Um, I mean, I'm one person that's like, man, we are a so happy country and some of the lawsuits that happen are absolute fucking bullshit. But like, sometimes it just serves so well. Giuliani's law license got revoked in at least one state that I know of. It's funny as fuck. Um, and then, the, and back to the Kyle Rittenhouse, um, if you remember when he was um, in jail and he was trying to raise money for his bail, um, one of the right-wing lawyers that later on became involved in Trump's uh, Stop the Steal, um, Lynn Wood. He's like the male version of Sidney Powell. Um, he actually started the Fight for Kyle fund or whatever to raise money to get Kyle Rittenhouse out of jail, right? To raise his $2 million bail or whatever it was. So obviously because he was being... Pushed- Which again, system of bail, I mean, little snippet there, system of bail is totally fucked um everyone knows first of all if you're if you're if your charge is as easy as we literally watched you shoot two people in the street why the fuck do you get bail anyway and then on the reverse side of that who the fuck can afford two million dollars in bail separate fucking topic but the whole bail system is nonsense and he should have never been able to out of bail in the first place it wasn't like oh someone accused you or you are a a suspect Mm -hmm. no we know he fucking did it Mm -hmm. no bail so now to um, illustrate the fact that a lot of these right-wing fundraising uh, pursuits are just more, what do you call that, um, grifting? <laughs> um, the Legal Defense Fund wants, or, you know, uh, Lynn Wood, wants $2 million of the money back after the trial for the Illinois team um, because John Pierce, I guess a guy represented Kyle Rittenhouse and they raised all this money and then he uh, dropped out whatever the defense and then Lynn Wood went over and started helping Trump with his you know, legal pursuits in the courts as far as the fraud that didn't, never happened. And so now they're saying that um, since the one original guy that was representing Kyle Rittenhouse isn't there now, that, that he, they, he doesn't need the $2 million. They want it back. I'm like, what a bunch of grifters. That's what you get for like, trusting doesn't those he still Doesn't he still need legal representation? He hasn't gone to trial yet. Yeah, but they don't care. But now you want your two mil back right. because you got people breathing down your neck suing you for false claims and defamation and shit. I mean, it's just grift after grift with these so Republicans. The, the other thing, too, that you had sent me was about the judge because I said, you know, I, did, I didn't disagree with the judge because I didn't want to take a chance that they use that evidence and then it gets overturned. 
But you actually had um, another story about this judge? Okay, well, wait, before we move on to that, mm-hmm. another story about Kyle Rittenhouse and the same judge. So they, they also ruled that a video that Kyle Rittenhouse made of himself before this incident happened. Okay, he's sitting in his car, and there was some looting going on. This was a different um, incident entirely. And these people were like, I guess he thought they were looting a store. And so he was taking a video of them, and he was saying that he wanted to shoot them, that he wanted to have an AR-15 and shoot these looters. So to me, the fact that he was saying those kinds of things prior to the incident where that actually happened, I don't think they should have excluded that. No, that absolutely shouldn't have been excluded. It it, it shows... What would you could say shows frame of mind, the fr- shows right. intent. I mean, well, actually, the judge said he he's not going to make a decision on it right now, but he's leaning towards. Excluding. Oh, he had a bias towards excluding. Toward it. Yeah. Bias towards, yeah. Yeah, so. I did. I actually did read that. And I think that he, it was a CVS. I think he probably should go and consult with some other judges about that because, you know. Oh, but now the other thing about this judge was because I whenever I hear judges make rulings, I'm like, hmm. Wonder if they have a history or a pattern of kind of siding where I would say it's on the conservative or liberal side. And I do it with all these judges, whether it was an Obama appointed judge or whatever. I'm just like, I want to know because you get an idea whether they're kind of to the right, kind of to the left. And you just want to see, like, how did they get where they're at? Well, he was actually elected. But um, there was a case on one of the forensic files because Duke and I like watch forensic files like addiction, like old rerun ones, like from when. Uh, who is the senator now that we don't, or the, uh, he's a big time Republican. He used to be a prosecutor in South Carolina and you know who I'm talking about. And now he's like a right winger, but he used to be, anyway, he used to be a prosecutor and he's on a lot of the forensic files where he's talking about convicting people and sending them to jail. But anyhow, um, so there was this episode where a woman was poisoned by her husband and she had written a letter saying Uh, written a letter to somebody and said you know I feel like he's trying to kill me and they called it a letter from the grave and he was convicted of that crime and then appealed it because he's saying that the letter shouldn't have been allowed to be in evidence because when you go to court and someone accuses you of something you have a right to cross-examine that witness and because his wife was dead She's basically issuing testimony through this letter and he doesn't have a right, his, his defense attorney doesn't have a right to cross-examine her. Originally, it was ruled, the letter was in, he gets convicted. Now a judge, the same judge that says the information about Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't be, the picture in the bar should be excluded, was the one that overturned that man's conviction because he said that letter shouldn't have been admitted into the record. Now, he's going to be retried because there was a ton of other evidence, like searches on his computer for ethylene glycol, um, untraceable poisons. There was a lot of other evidence other than the letter where she was saying that um, she was afraid he was trying to kill her. There was a lot of other evidence besides that. This is pretty new information, too. They were just talking about the new trial being set for him. Um, It was in 1998 that he killed his wife with antifreeze, and the Uh new trial was set in March of 2021. Right. So, long time. Yeah. Two decades. That's insane. It is. 
So wasn't it say it was released in 2008 or something like that? Mm, I don't know. That's what I was looking to see if they if when he was released or if he was still being held until his next trial. But I couldn't find it. I think they released him when they vacated him in 2008. I think that uh, he was more or less out. And then they had an opportunity whether they wanted to retry him. And they decided they were going to retry him because there was a lot of um, other evidence, you know, against him besides that letter. I mean, she had told other co-workers that he was trying. Yeah, in the letter it says she wrote, if anything happens to me, that her husband would be the first suspect. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that puts a little bit of, I mean, maybe that judge ruled to not have that with Kyle Rittenhouse because he's like, listen, I just had to overturn a murder case that was pretty solid and I don't want to take the chance of that that's happening true. with this. I mean, right. who knows? That's true. You'd have to see how he leaned in other and cases. And like I said, I agree with him on the picture in the bar because it really yields nothing. It is completely prejudicial, but in my mind. But but the other one, the video he took of himself where he's saying like, look at these people. Like if I had an AR-15, I'd just shoot him right now. Like that's pretty relevant to his state of mind and what his decision-making process is, that he has this vigilante mindset. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I hope they let that in, but we'll have to keep you updated on that. So I guess the uh, the next thing that's been dominating the media um, that we're going to talk about is the Gabby Petito. I think that's how you say her name. Mm-hmm. Petito case. Um, which is funny that Mick texted me and said, you know, of course this is all over the news, because just a few days before that, I, I was making that same point to someone else that I was like, of course, like, America loves when upper class pretty white girls go missing. We fucking love it. It's fucking 2021. And there's still new specials about fucking John Benet Ramsey coming out. And like, bro, that shit happened fucking forever ago. Why are we still talking about this? Do you know that there are actually other people missing? Right. There are like lots of people that we could be talking about. And right. You know, someone I know said, you know, the only reason she's getting this much media attention is because she had a big YouTube following. And I'm like, okay, that's wah, a, that's wah, a, that's a solid point though. Yeah, but not really. Like, not really. If she has a following, then people who watch her are going to be interested in what happened. I mean, it makes it a little bit more newsworthy, but come on. But this is not the reason why. Like, right. we see this time and time and time and time again. That like, mm-hmm. how, how many instances do we see of like children who go missing, right? Mm-hmm. But, and, and maybe... It's not even that rare that like when a child goes missing that it's a parent or a family member involved mm-hmm. in their in their disappearance right. or their in their murder. But Casey Anthony, mm-hmm. fucking all of the media for like two years. Yeah. I mean, just and it wasn't even like, um, I don't know, dude, they just they mm-hmm. love that shit. And what was the other one? Uh, Chris Watts killed his, his his pregnant wife and his two yeah. daughters. People were fucking all over the news about yeah. that. It's just like, yeah. is it a horrible fucking tragedy? Absolutely yeah. it is. But why pick this specific case? Because America loves it. We love that shit. Mm-hmm. We fucking love I it. I mean, statistically speaking, by demographic breakdown, there are more white people than there are black people in the United States, right? Statistically speaking. So if it was even distribution of people that went missing or got killed, there would be more white people. However, (laughs) um, the lengthy and sensational media attention is um, definitely a reflection of our thinking that, um, you know, if a white person goes missing, then a white woman specifically goes missing that uh, she's automatically an innocent victim 
and had nothing to do with her own demise. Whereas if a person of color comes up missing, you know, it doesn't go out in the media because it's like, again, the majority of the audience being white, they, the media people who are picking these stories probably think if they put a story up there about a person of color goes missing, it's going to be like, oh, well, were they involved in a gang or drugs? And, you know, you hate to say that, well, people are that racist, but look what happened with, um, uh, you just mentioned her, the EMT that got shot. Breonna Taylor. Breonna yeah. Taylor. Look what happened with her. Look what happened with her. Fucking EMT she, saves lives. But like just because she ever was involved with a man at one time who had a drug problem, let's blame it on that. Right. I mean, it, it. it's just, it's so racist. And, you know, I, and this is no reflection on Gabby Petito because she seems like a really or sweet, her family. I mean, listen, person. And I, it's a tragedy that she's that she was murdered, of course. And I don't blame the family for using the media We're not, for criticizing, we're not saying anything attention. bad about her. We're saying the media being so dismissive of the fact that, I mean, as a group, I think uh, Native American, Indigenous women. That's come what I was just going to say. More 710 often. Indigenous women, 710, mm-hmm. mostly girls, were reported missing over the past decade, so 10 years, in Wyoming. Wow. The same state where Gabby mm-hmm. Petito disappeared. 710 mm-hmm. in 10 years. Mm-hmm. 710. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. You yeah. can't, you, there's, there is absolutely zero explanation for that. And have we heard about any of this on the news? No, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely fucking well, not. Well, remember the lady that, um, I think it was last year around this time, um, maybe maybe the year before, now that I think about it, that was, in, was murdered in the Marriott Hotel up in... Um, in Alaska with in the Alaska. USB? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We talked about it because we talked about it on the I, show because I don't know if you found it or I found I it. I found it. And then I actually tried to call up to the hotel to find out if he was an employee there because. Well, wait, wait. Okay. The story is somebody finds a USB. Just right? walking the avenue. Just walking down the street. It says murder at Marriott. Right. It's labeled that way. Puts it in. Absolutely. That's what's on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They didn't even know this person was missing. Yeah. There was no crime reported. Right. I mean, it. It was fucking, what a wild case. Never heard of people about was it a, in the news. She was an indigenous woman. And the thing that was so shocking about the case is that, um, the, you know, he was caught because of the video he took of himself brutally beating and stomping this woman to death in a hotel room. And I've worked in a hotel where people complain about the tiny little bit of noise the person next door is making. And I'm thinking to myself, how did this happen? How did... You know, this man get away with this horribly brutal, obviously loud murder in a hotel room and then took her body out on a luggage cart covered up with stuff. And it's just like, you know, and he was caught and everything. Yeah, first of all, how did no one hear that? And secondly, who the fuck cleaned that room and didn't think, oh my God, a crime's been committed here? That's what I was confused about. And I was like wanting to talk, but of course, you know, they tell all their employees don't talk to anyone anybody um but yeah so i'm thinking to myself like and they caught him so you're like well they caught the murderer so there wouldn't be a really um big reason for the media to be um you know looking for him but in the process of arresting him he confessed to not only killing her but killing uh at least one other native woman and threw her body alongside the road and it's just uh, you know, I just felt like she was a blip. I, I forget where I even saw the news story. It might have been on CNN, but it was like literally a blip. There was no follow up on it. There was no, 
There questions. haven't have any been there haven't been any updates about it since 2019. Like, either. why did no? It's never been revisited. And why didn't someone question Marriott? Why didn't someone say, um, you know, what about the like? How did the police not get a call that that room was all bloody? I mean, there's so much that doesn't make sense about that story. That if that if the media snatched onto that, if CNN went there and said, you know, there's so many unanswered questions about this woman's death, that would be a story that you could really make a big case out of it was Marriott covering it up right and or, actually or just make a difference in general like where is the fucking disconnect here yes I mean who who thought be- just because she was a native maybe woman? you could add some fucking training into your your hotel training that hey if you hear anybody being stomped to death maybe call the police like where how the fuck is that possible but I don't know. yeah they wouldn't answer any questions when Mick called up there because it was like how many people were booked that night was the hotel empty like how many staff did you have on like how did nobody hear this? But yeah, they won't answer any questions. So and never the got one guy, never got the one answers. guy did try to call me back, but it was a long time later, and I didn't call him again. But I'm sure they have a very PR answer that they give to everybody about it, you know. But um, I went on Facebook and I tried to find out her her um, who her family was, who her friends were, to say, hey, um, you know, you guys live there. Have you gone to Marriott and asked them any questions about, you know? what was found in the room like what well, have you gone to the police and said we want to see photos of the room we want to know why this wasn't report you know what i mean like how did it have to be a usb of evidence that the guy made himself that caused him to be caught how was that the evidence that caused him to be caught if he wouldn't have recorded himself you're telling me he could have brutally tortured and murdered a woman in a fucking hotel room and gotten away with it that's pretty scary that is pretty scary you know especially when you're a front desk person working at a hotel <laughs> Because you're like, what could be going on in these rooms? <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. It's just the whole thing was very bizarre. The fact that she, her death didn't get any recognition, you know, by the media really was, was very sad. And, yeah, and I'm sure wild. the fact that Marriott is a very prestigious hotel. And actually, if you look up murder at Marriott or murder at Hilton or murder at when there's all hotels, there's people that have been murdered at them. Right. I mean, it's not like someone's. Picking. Yeah, I guess this one was just so, so shocking. But right. By the way, too, uh, maybe that guy, uh, you know, if you're just going to carry that around, maybe sure, make sure you're not wearing pants with a hole in the pocket oh. or something like how the fuck did you it's I almost wonder if he did it on purpose. Well, like no, if he left it on purpose, his wife was a diplomat. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He was from South Africa. And I guess in the video, you could hear him. Um, if you can look up his name, I think it was some like generic name, like Smith something. Smith. Yeah, it was the Smith. They said they recognized him because he was involved in a separate ongoing a investigation. investigation. So Smith lived with his wife and their cat on a quiet woodsy cul-de-sac in the Geneva Woods subdivision in Midtown Anchorage. He had no criminal history. His wife didn't respond to requests. When they found her to notify her about what happened, she was on a beach somewhere and they walked up and asked her if they could talk to her or whatever. She's the one who told them that he was an employee of the Marriott. Now, the girl at the front desk did tell me that um, he wasn't, they said he wasn't an employee there. But, but the his, wife said he his was? His wife said that he was staying there on an employee voucher like he was staying there because he worked there and he got to stay there for. Yeah, it said he left South Africa in 2013. And they, um, they found his Facebook, which prior to his leaving South Africa, apparently was riddled with racism. Posted stuff. hundreds of replies to questions about South Africa and the apartheid. With apartheid. S- apartheid, yeah. Um, yeah, where the fuck did I get that pronunciation? When you're um, reading, sometimes that happens. Some with racist overtones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, insane. I don't know what uh, nationality the women he murdered were. They were native. They were indigenous women. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. They don't, that's also fucked up about it is that you read these cases and they focus so much on the perpetrator and not the victim. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what was her family ever? I mean, yeah, her, I, I, I hope that her family got some answers. I really do. Um, so what was the other thing here? Um, we were talking about white woman syndrome is what we started. White woman syndrome. Right, right, right. Gabby Petito. Um, yeah, so again, yeah, not her. It's not her family's fault at all. And I don't fault them for using the media attention to try to get answers and put pressure on things. I have to ask the question, though, after people are outraged after seeing how the police treated this suspect after there was a 911 call that he was beating her and the police pulled him over or whatever and then, you know, kind of acted like, oh, she's just a crazy emotional woman mm-hmm. and, like, sided with him. Well, but she also told them that she right. hit him. All that, yes. all that aside, mm-hmm. I'm like, so we've all, we all agree here that the way that the officer acted with this guy was, like, not good. Right? You don't, like, walk up and, like, laugh and fist bump and, like, all this shit. Like, well, yeah, women are crazy. You don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't see that part, so, so I'm going to go with what you said. This is what the, yeah. Right. I, to be clear, I didn't watch it either. This is what people are saying. Okay. But I take all that and I'm like, okay, so wait. Are you guys ready to talk about police reform now? Because now suddenly they're like, oh, well, did you know that, like, so many percentages of police officers are also involved in domestics with their spouse? And, you know, why wouldn't he agree with the the woman beating boyfriend because they have the same behaviors and they just cover for yourself. And this is the, apparently this whole abuse angle is why so many people claim that they are interested in this case because who doesn't know someone who has been in an abusive relationship? That's what they claim. This is getting so much media attention Mm -hmm. because women resonate with Gabby and they're talking about how this cop interacted with them and how, you know, abusers protect abusers and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, so did it have to come to this that now are you ready to talk about police reform? And a couple of people replied to me and they were like, you know, yeah, now we are. And I'm like, okay, well, it kind of pisses me off that like all the shit that has happened, you weren't ready to talk about police reform, but this one video mm-hmm. where nothing even violent happened is just a guy agreeing with somebody else. They're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready to talk. About, okay. I mean, I guess we get to the same ending. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does it matter? I guess. I don't know. But that was my takeaway from that. Um, but yeah, there's, um, so this lady, um, before we move on, her name was, um, <clears throat> Kathleen Joe Henry <clears throat> was her name, the woman who was murdered. Um, the, that was the one in the hotel room. Yes. Because he killed another woman before yes, that. Yes, he killed two women. Um, the Smith guy, not the uh, Gabby Petito. The second Petito. woman's name was Veronica Abuchuk, A-B-O-U-C-H-U-K. And he told them right where to find her body, like right. where, he, where he ditched her body. And they found it there. And then he, he changed his mind and wanted to plead not guilty. So whatever. But yeah, his name was Ted Stevens. Um so that's a like I'm saying, like, you know, the media steers the narrative. This would have been a great case for them to talk about um, what went wrong in this case. And nobody cared to do that. And you can't help but interject the fact that, like, look, we could name off the top of our head. You said Kay- Kaylee Anthony, Casey Anthony, mm-hmm. um, John Benet Ramsey. She was in the she's still in the news. Right. So, I mean, they're still making they're still, she would was be a year or two ago. Now. And it's like, yeah, there was some mystery involved in it. Her parents were well-to-do people. Um, Just the fact that um, it could be suspect that well-to-do white people would be under suspect by the police. Uh, You know, so there was a lot of soap opera style. Lacey Peterson, Madeline McCain. Yeah, Um, Madeline McCann was like a a worldwide search for this. And, And like I said, all of these cases are tragic. But there was a little girl in Florida 
who was uh, murdered. I think she was like three. And this was years ago I read about it. So I'll have to look it up to give you the details. But she was part of the uh, welfare system in Florida. And they lost her. Oh, my God. Y'all want to talk about child trafficking. And she ended up dead. And there was like supposedly going to be some big investigation into how um, you know, the child welfare system in Florida was so failed that they gave this little girl to somebody who had, I don't know whether the person had a criminal history or I can't remember now what it was, but I'm like, why aren't heads rolling over this? Why this happens everywhere all the time. Fired? Like, you know, it's just no accountability. I don't remember what the, the exact percentages or the rate. So I'm not going to like fucking make one up and quote it here, but I know it's, it's shocking that the chances of a kid being abused once they are in the foster care system. Yeah. It's just, I mean, 1% is too much, but it's, it's fucked. So that's a problem all over. That's kind of where I, I won't go off onto a tangent about pro birth people, but you know, all that shit going on in Texas, I can't but help but call those people pro birth even more because I'm like, this is all y'all worried about. You know what I mean? You could focus on literally anything else. Like the amount of kids, especially in West Virginia too, West Virginia's foster care system. We don't have enough foster families here. We don't. We, we have a massive amount of children in foster care. It's a problem in our uh-huh. state. But like not a peep. I don't fucking hear shit from anybody. Separate topic. Anyway, another point that I thought about, uh, people were all shocked about this Gabby Petito, the you know, way the cop interacted with her. And they're like, we can't believe the police did this or didn't do that. And someone tweeted in reply to it. Milwaukee police gave serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer his naked, bloody 14-year-old victim back to him when he escaped. Wow. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard about the Dahmer case? One of the people that he was attacking escaped. And the police found the kid. And Jeffrey Dahmer convinced him that it was a family member and he wasn't well or something along those lines. And the cops let the kid, they gave the kid oh back to him. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I so you guys. That. I, I was like, that's a perfect point is that you guys are shocked about this. Like. Police are clearly not fucking trained right, okay? And haven't been for decades. Like, time for us to start having a conversation about it's not just, it affects everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you didn't want to talk about police reform because you were like, ah, it's just black people getting shot and that's the fucking route you took on it. Okay, well, it isn't. That's one huge aspect of it, <laughs> but it's everywhere. What makes you think an incompetent cop is not incompetent everywhere? Like, blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, here's the picture. Um, you can find it anywhere. It says, somebody tweeted it. This is the one I was reading about. Officer laughing and fist bumping a man who was slapping at his girlfriend earlier in that day per the 911 call. And there's the picture of the fist bump. Hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes police do things, though, because they want... Well, that's what I said, too. Like they he, want the person to be relaxed. Right. And they want them to feel like they can trust them because people will tell you the truth. Right. I mean, yeah, there's people that try to... Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say this. Um, I'm defending this officer or any, like this is every situation is different. Right. So without, you know, characterizing this particular officer, I've watched police officers because I worked with them for years um, and seeing them in interactions. There's good cops and there's bad cops. And a lot of times you won't understand why a cop is employing a certain demeanor with somebody. But then at the end, you're like, oh, that was really smart. Like, they figured out how to get that person to admit something or to just trip themselves up. Like, they were lying and everything seems relaxed. So the person's telling them something. And they're like, it's deceptive. Like, it's manipulative. But like you said but... that you were a minute ago, like you, it's like a Columbo act. If anybody, any of you old people out there used to watch Columbo, he seems like this bumbling detective, you know, and, and all the people that are portrayed as the criminals are so, they're so much smarter than Columbo. And he goes in and then, and then he'll be like, he'll always turn around and say, 
but just one more question. And he asks him one question and it like throws their whole story they just told him in a shitter. And then he's like, hmm. And he acts dumb and he walks away. But it's like, now you know that I know that you thought you fooled me and you didn't. Right, right. So, I mean, you can't. uh, You made another good point there that we always, it's always depicted in the media and TV shows, movies or whatever that criminals are somehow these masterminds or geniuses. They're smarter, right? In most cases, I don't know if this is just a narrative we make up to make police look better when they're not doing their fucking jobs or not doing them very well, not getting results, whatever you want to call it. Um, Criminals are not by nature just magically genius, okay? I don't think there was anything genius about Jeffrey Dahmer or, I mean, name any fucking serial killer. There's not, you know what I mean? There's nothing really that genius about them. And a lot of times you find, I mean, look at Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. He had run-ins and this and that. It's like maybe if somebody would have just looked at it a little fucking more. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with him being a mastermind. Mm -hmm. You know, they might be good social manipulators, but it's like you would hope that police and detectives who who Mm -hmm. deal with this shit every single day might be a little bit better at it. Yeah. I mean, it never never ceases to blow my mind. Well, and just like any any job, you know, you got to promote the people that have a natural instinct for it. You know, like in sports where you're paying people millions of dollars, obviously they're scoping out kids in high school that have, that they can tell have some kind of phenomenal talent. It doesn't work that way for average minimum wage, like low wage jobs. Like no one's out there looking for that police officer who has those qualities that really shine and giving that guy, like that's not how it, how you get promoted a lot of times. It's very polit- police organizations sometimes are very political, whoever the chief is, I mean, depending on where you live, like there's a lot of things that influence whether a police officer moves up in the ranks or not. I mean, you have that guy that was out there and up there in Wisconsin that's standing on a stage affiliating himself with domestic extremists. Like, obviously, that guy's not a product of a system that promotes the right people. You know, he got elected by a bunch of people who probably think just like he does. But yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention too, while we were talking about this Gabby Petito thing, which I know I've already said this again, but we're not faulting her family for taking advantage of the media coverage. If Mick went missing tomorrow and the media somehow for picked sure. up on it, I would so fucking yeah. use it. It's not their responsibility. Yeah. We're not criticizing them. It's a horrible story what happened to her. It's a horrible tragedy. It's the media that we're criticizing. Because and it's they, because they, they have, don't show the same care when, right. when a person of color goes up missing. That's the, and, and CNN, I do have to say this because I, I, I... Or I not even just people of color, but like men. Right. So I, I mean, was, it's, it's always like, or poor women right. or prostitutes or you know anybody who isn't like i said i mean i make the joke but like upper class pretty white girl right if you don't fit that guideline they just don't fucking care so cnn tried to use cuomo to pull their self up out of the shit over this whole white woman missing white woman thing because cuomo was interviewing this man whose son disappeared um i think in june and was it daniel robinson yeah i believe so. the geologist if it was a in the same state, that's what I was going to mention here, was that um, Daniel Robinson went missing three months ago outside of Buckeye. His dad's been desperately looking for yes. him. Attention needs to be brought to this. He was in a car accident. Yes. But then the car was driven another 11 miles yes. after the airbags yes, deployed. that's it. Yeah. He's, so, um, I, don't, I don't know, he clearly is not white, but I, I can't no, say he's, for sure. He's, he's, he's black. There's pictures of him and dad, but his dad was on Cuomo, and I was like, oh... Oh, so somebody in the newsroom got the memo that people were complaining that the media only cares about missing white woman. And they were like, hurry up, hurry up. Find us a black guy that went missing that sounds like we need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I mean, but again, that's a perfect example. Was this guy on CNN when his son went missing? This is this is a 
this story isn't just cut and dry. I mean, the guy's out in the desert. He's on a job exactly. site. He's a geologist, intelligent human being, just doing his work. His car airbag deploys. Then it's driven 11 miles. Yeah, I mean, there was a black box in the car, I guess. Something that, fucking that they got suspect. all this information yeah, from. Yeah, it tried to start 30 times yeah. after it drove yeah. that 11 miles. I mean, something suspicious about this. Someone ran him off the road or something. Like something. It's something, not just cut and dry right. like, oh, this is boring. That's why the media is not. No, there's something here. You and could he, make a and story And his body wasn't there. It hasn't been found. And he is, quote, missing. I mean, right. you assume, unfortunately, that something bad happened to him because he would have contacted his family by now. But... He's missing. Like, did they do a story on him initially when this happened? Like, get, listen, I get it. There's lots of people, thousands of people a day who go missing. And they turn up the next day that they weren't really missing. Their person got concerned because they weren't, you know. But we also know that the first 8 to 24 hours after a person goes missing is absolutely critical to their survival. For a lot of reasons, you know, the trail gets cold because, um, you know, our fire department, I wasn't on the call, but our fire department found a lady who uh, had run over an embankment. She was an older lady and her car flipped over and she was upside down in a creek um, and injured and weak. But the reason she was found before she died of hypothermia in that creek was because somebody said, she's never not here. Something is wrong, you know, and um the whole, well, it's not been 24 hours, so we can't file a missing persons report. Police need to listen to people. And I feel like they are starting to listen to people. They're starting to try and say, you know, if this person shows up to work every day, is never late, always gives plenty of notice when they're going to be off and they don't show up one day, there's a very good chance something bad happened to them. There was a man at the, uh, that worked at the casino with us. And he was that kind of person. He didn't show up to work. And um, what had happened was he, he was diabetic and he had some different issues. We're still not 100% sure what happened. But he was on the same road that he always takes to come to work. It was early in the morning. And he went up a road that led to a dead end where trucks parked for some kind of business. And they found him there. He had taken his car and drove it into the back of the semi and, and died from the accident. And they don't know if he was having a diabetic emergency, and so he wasn't clear what road he was taking um, or whatever, but he was just the sweetest guy, and it was, like, devastating to people to find out. Like, um, you know, he I guess he wasn't, he didn't die right away. I mean, he, he could have been probably saved, but, um, you know, because no one found him immediately. He was down a road. Nobody goes by. No one knew there was an accident that happened. So all I'm saying is that, you know, this guy whose son went missing, um, if there was any chance to help him, like, they should have reported that right away. You know, did anybody see anything suspicious in that area? Um, what's the next town from where this accident happened? Did anybody see anything? And, like, look what happened. I mean, I realize this girl was a social media star. But look how many people came out and said that he, they had, he had had contact with them after she was missing and probably dead. Like, the public is your best resource when someone's missing, you know, Amber Alerts, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we definitely need to bring more. And every time that this happens, it seems like people bring up the fact that um, people of color aren't given the same kind of, rec uh, you know, media attention when they go missing. And I think it's time that we well, the other part of that, too, was, and I can't find anything official on it, so I can't say that it's an official statement, but just what people were reporting um, 
people, not journalists, not news outlets, mm -hmm. but that the police only looked for him for three days and then they gave up, you know, weren't really actively doing anything. And I'm like, well, I'd like to know the details of how they looked. I mean, it's a desert. You think that they could fly over overhead and see, you know, I mean, I, I know in West Virginia, they've done it before when they're searching for somebody that they fly a helicopter overhead that they, you know, they have all this technology and it's like, was any of that done? Did you just come out and take the report and leave? Like, what are the details here? Three days, that's it? I mean, yeah, there's no good explanation for that. Three days. It says, Danny Robbins, this was the Buckeye Police Department. Um, right, and I guess this they're was investigating their news them release. now about how they handled the whole thing. On 9-16-2021, this was their update search for Daniel Robinson. Says, was reported missing on June 23rd, 2021. He was last seen that day leaving a job site near Sun Valley Parkway and Cactus Road. Since his disappearance, the Buckeye Police Department has worked with outside agencies to search for more than 70 square miles in an effort to locate Daniel. Investigators have utilized UTVs, cadaver dogs, and air support, including a drone and a helicopter. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little bit better that they were actually, like, deploying some mm -hmm. reasonable resources. On July 19th, 2021, a Landover spotted Daniel's Jeep in a ravine. Because of the rough terrain, the vehicle was not clearly visible to crews searching by air and on foot. The vehicle had significant damage, which if you see a picture of it, it looks like somebody set the thing on fire. Really? I mean, it's completely destroyed. Um, later that month on July 31st, a human skull was located in the area south of where the Jeep had been recovered. It was later determined the remains not to belong to Daniel. Also creepy, just finding random skulls in the mm -hmm. desert. No additional human remains have been found, despite online reports claiming otherwise. Other remains discovered during the searches were determined to be animal bones. Buckeye police continue to analyze the evidence and explore leads. Da 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 da. Um, anyone with any information that can help solve this case or bring closure to the Robinson family, the non-emergency number is six two three nine. I'm sorry, six two three three four nine six four zero zero. Make sure I get that right. Um, yeah, you have to see the picture of this car. It is, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. But I thought that was extremely, I thought that was a good one to bring up because they always try to attribute why these cases are getting attention in the media to other things. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, this has definitely got some, taken from someone who's seen like every episode of Forensic Files and Unsolved Mysteries, it's a perfect candidate for a show. Exactly. Or a spotlight. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's no reason that it's not. I am glad too that you said that they did seem like they invested a lot in the initial search for him that's reassuring. well that was their update on as of 9 16 i i don't know how long after i mean maybe it was until it started getting media attention mm -hmm. that they did that it's i mean it just says uh that that's when he was reported missing and that they've utilized all those things to search for him but i mean is that they're doing that now or they did that then i mean i don't know but that was all i had for that case there's countless missing ones though i mean you can Fortunately, uh, now that she has, her body has been recovered, Gabby Petito's body has been found, um, people are using the media attention that her case got to talk about these other missing people mm -hmm. and, and bring attention to them, right. which, I mean, if the media is not going to do it, at least people can use the, um, they can, they can, you know, drift on what they've brought up to get attention to these other cases, you know, with hashtags and social media, et cetera, et cetera, so... That's all good, but hopefully some other people will get some closure for it. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's important to question that. We see a case in the media and it's like, all right, well, for every one, there's probably 500 that we haven't heard. Right. You know, 
I always the suggest that people. Last time I remember uh, the media covering a story of a woman of color more than one day <laughs> was when the girl in the hotel um, went missing and was found in a freezer. Do you remember that one? No, no, I don't. That's um, awful. This was like her name was Kaneka Jenkins. Um, I think she was like nineteen or something. But she she was at a yeah she was nineteen years old. She was at a hotel, and um, she was there with some friends, and she was, they reviewed the hotel cameras and found her, like, walking along the hallways, and she looks like she's disoriented or whatever, and she walks, and they have a video of her walking into the kitchen at the hotel, and she walks into the freezer, and they found her dead in the freezer the next day, but this, like, a big mystery, like, what the, like, what, I mean, I don't know if they ever got any more resolution to what happened there like was she given some kind of drug by somebody like hmm. but yeah the media was um you know covered that because that was kind of like this strange makes literally yeah. no sense and we do have video to show you of her last whereabouts you know but that's the last one i remember hearing about that was i can't even remember story before and before i don't think i've one. ever 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 at least around here like national news seen about an indigenous woman missing have you Ever. No, no. I mean, maybe I local news where there are a lot of indigenous. Well, women. that's what I was going to say too. You would talk about local news. I don't, I don't remember the details of it. And I feel awful, but I know that locally, because the local news here has covered it. It never made national news. Know that there was like a couple, um, an older couple, mm-hmm. around here that went missing, and their car and them, they're just gone, never found. And it's it's been a while now, oh, probably yeah, several years, mm-hmm. and there was just like no resolution to it. Yeah, I mean nothing. Crazy. And then there was, I think, in I think it was in 2015. I hate to say that it's been that long ago. I think the boy's name was Kyle. Um, was a high school student at John Marshall, and was murdered. And they just there's there's yeah, never been any answer. I remember that too for what happened to him. I mean, I mean they, a lot of murders go unsolved, but I mean you just feel like. You can't imagine being like somebody, you know, whose relative is is taken away from them in that kind of way. And then there's just like, there's no answer. It just made me think about the ones that weren't solved in this area. I don't necessarily think that had anything to do with the police not investigating it enough. I just think, well, first of all, when you have a disappearance like the older couple, if you have nothing to go on, you have nothing to go on. I mean, you have to have somebody reporting them, seeing them or something somewhere or else you're just looking for bodies. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. it. And with the, the other boy, I wish I could remember his last name was kyle his name was kyle i believe um but they did interview the last people that saw him but it's like if they if they won't say anything you really don't have anything else to go on there either i mean i mean maybe they don't have anything to say like maybe they didn't maybe they didn't have anything i mean maybe what happened to him happened after he he talked with them but i mean that doesn't um but yeah i don't know the only other thing um i think that was the last of the updates yeah. that I wanted to cover. The only other thing that I saw in the news that I was just like, really, this is the point that we've fucking come to is Marjorie Taylor Greene. I uh, was ranting about uh, Biden being owned by China, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, but she she's, she's in, let's see, let me, uh, let me make sure I don't fuck this up here. She's on the House floor. Yeah, okay. This is it. This is the Scooby-Doo meme. I wanted to make sure it was the right one. She's on the House floor, right? With a giant printed out picture of a meme. Are you kidding I'm not me? fucking joking, right? Oh, my God. And it's the meme of them, Fred, with a tied up suspect. And he pulls the mask off, you know, they do in Scooby-Doo, like, 
let's see who the monster really was, right? And the mask over the monster says Green New Deal. And when you pull it off, it's a hammer sickle. Oh, my God. Right? And she's going on about how, you know, that's the Chinese flag, she she says. What? China. The- Green New Deal pulls it off. China. That's China. Well, and I mean, I'm like, she so first is of all, rock dumb, but. You brought a meme to the house floor to make your point because you're <laughs> fucking dumb in every aspect. You are so fucking just what an idiot. That's I, the I rising can't even, stars even, of the Republican Party for you. I right can't. There. I, I'm just gonna say idiot because I can't. I will go on a tangent. What a fucking walnut. Okay, <laughs> but then you don't even know what the flag of China looks like. I mean, come the fuck on. Yeah, if you're gonna, come if the you're fuck gonna, on. if you're it gonna battle like, your arch enemy, you should know what they look like. Not only that, but like, okay, I, I'll have to post the picture on our Twitter, okay, so that you can see it. But she's obviously confusing it. Thinking that the meme is supposed to be like, oh, the this little communist, it's Ru- old Russian flag or whatever. But Russia doesn't use that flag either anymore. No. Okay, and hasn't for what twenty yeah, fucking years. Yeah, I mean, come on. But but what you got to realize is that um, you know, and like I was telling you before we went on the air, my parents are a time capsule of right wing media propaganda. Like if you were giving a historical, like this is what was taught to people growing up. Um, this that's my parents so we were talking about jimmy carter and we'll get into the whole iran contra thing in our next episode but they like hated jimmy carter so bad and like juke i was like he builds houses still for homeless people and he's like nah. how do you hate jimmy carter dude? <laughs> yeah we're like but it was be- i mean it was so much cold war craziness that they were brought up in you know the red scare and all that stuff everybody's a communist there's a communist hiding behind every tree if you disagree with anything about America, you're communist. I mean, Archie okay, so Bunker, the whole deal. That's just for reference. She uses this meme, right? You pull the mask off of Green New Deal, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a Soviet flag underneath, which she thinks is a Chinese flag. Apparently, <laughs> she she graduated from college. She went to college in '96. All right, the flag that they the current Russian flag, the white, blue, and the red lines, mm-hmm. was adopted in '93. Okay, so you weren't, you can't even be like, oh, it happened later on after her. No, no, no. There's like zero fucking excuse. First right. of all, <laughs> just, I can't. I can't. What How a fucking old is walnut. She? 47? 48? Okay, so I'm 50. So there's only three years difference. And I remember 1989. I remember the fall of the Soviet Union. You know? Yeah, what the fuck? How do you're you three years up? younger than me? Like, how do you not know that was an, a huge important historical event? Like, your hero Reagan was the bring down the right. wall guy. Like, you don't even know what the Russian flag looks like. Okay, I'll forgive you if you get the three colors in the wrong order, but give me a break. But then to attribute also the old Soviet Russian flag, flag to, to China, China. Oh, I, can't, I fucking can't. I, I hope she doesn't go to the Olympics and someone quizzes her on flags because <laughs> bitch is going to be thinking like Brazil is like Saudi Arabia or something. I get. But yeah. All right. That was all I had. I had. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get over the fact that she brought a fucking blown up meme. Mm-hmm. You, we really have just plucked the most nonsensical fucking people off yes. of Facebook that share memes. Yes. And we're like, let's put them in government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, who did I tell you was going to be the next? The next Republican running for office. 
Oh, the lady, the Trump lady on the plane that took oh, yeah, had yeah, a the Trump mask. mask. Yeah, yes. well, we got to still wait and see if she. I'm gonna have to write that on the board so we don't forget we don't to update for, it. Yeah, we'll keep checking I, on it. Maybe even if she doesn't, we have to check and see if they offer it to her because I right. feel like they're. Well, Trump's to. already endorsed her. As soon as he heard that she was getting kicked off a plane with a Trump mask on, you know, he's endorsing her. But oh god. But yeah. no, when we do our Iran Contra, we'll have to go back into the whole, like all the bullshit propaganda from my parents' era. Like how Muhammad Ali was a communist. Like we got to go into all the communists of my, that my parents grew up in fear of because it's really funny. Like Sesame Street too. Sesame Street's communist. Oh yeah, what they say? Is Marxist or it, something? It's multicultural. Anything multicultural is communist. Yeah, what do they call that? They call it something. Um, which is wild that they're like, they think that Sesame Street is some kind of like psychological plant. Cultural wars. Call, yeah, cultural wars mm-hmm. that they're planting in your brain. But like, they worship the party of CIA ops. Like, yeah, bro, there's crazy. so much shit you could look into. And you're like, no, no. The CIA is not doing anything wrong. It's Big Bird, it's damn it. It's fucking Big Bird. Big Bird is the fucking communist among us. Get it right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this episode. We will see you guys next time. This is Juke signing off. This is Mick signing off.